Chapter 10 of What the Boys Did Over There by Henry Fox. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Machine Gunner's Story by Machine Gunner George Eckert, number 165688, 1st Machine Gun Battalion, 1st Division, AEF. I enlisted in the service of my country April 6, 1917 when we declared war on germany i was sent to fort douglas arizona in the same month put in the eighteenth infantry regular army on june four nineteen seventeen we got orders to pack up and leave for another camp and one night when our train came to a halt i got up from bed and said to the boys boys we're in hoboken and we all knew then where we were going. We got on the transports the same night, about eleven o'clock. There were a lot of sad faces watching their dear boys going over there to fight to make the world safe for democracy. We sailed away from dear old America June 14, 1917. When we passed the Statue of Liberty, we watched her holding the light of freedom and strained our eyes as our transport moved out into the ocean for a last look at her, wondering if we would ever see that dear old Statue of Liberty again. We had a pleasant fourteen-day trip across the ocean, and one bright morning we saw land. All the boys shouted, France, we have come to you. Four hours later, we were beside our dock and got off the boats. All the French people kissed us and were glad to see America come to help her sister republic. The French people shouted, Vive la America! We shouted back, Vive la France! We had a big reception and the peasants took us around and showed us the villages. We did not stay there long but moved toward the front where we could hear the thundering of the artillery barrages. We had two months of strenuous training with the French Blue Devils. After completing our training period, we got orders that we were going to go to the front. One day, before we left to undertake the biggest job in the world, our general, General Bullard, held an inspection and gave us a talk. He said, boys, you are going to tackle a real job tomorrow and show the Huns what kind of stuff the Yanks are made of. All of the boys yelled, we are with you, General, until the end. We are going to give them hell, and we won't go back until it's over, over here. The next day we were ready to move to the front. The colonel gave the command, and we marched off. We had to walk fifty miles. As we came nearer and nearer to the front, the guns were roaring and machine guns rattled away like fire. The first division, consisting of the 18th Infantry, 26th Infantry, 16th and 18th Infantry, started to sing, Hail, hail, the gang's all here. At last we arrived at the front. Our French comrades hailed us and were surprised and overjoyed to see the Yanks coming to relieve them and give them a rest.
company after company moved in and relieved the french division and as they moved out they bid us all the luck in the world this front was the lorraine front loonville sector the next day october fourteenth nineteen seventeen our artillery fired the first shells into the german trenches the germans got kind of restless and wondered who was facing them they sent out a patrolling party to gather information but we boys were a little too wise and our patrol party captured this german party and brought them in when they came in our trenches they asked us who we were i spoke up and said we are americans and the german officer who spoke a little english said no no you are not an american you are english in american uniforms but they soon found out that we were americans and we did treat em rough i was now transferred to a machine-gun company and was on duty one night about eleven thirty it was very cold my loader frank martin and i were talking quietly about our dear homes across the sea suddenly the german machine-guns opened up and we ducked down in our own gun emplacement and could hear the bullets hissing over our heads then it was silent again we knew the huns were getting restless so our signal captain sent up a very light which lights up no man's land and we saw about five thousand prussian guards coming at us with bayonets fixed i held fast to my trigger waiting for orders the lieutenant came to me and said george don't get nervous we are going to get them in a trap and i said lieutenant do you think i will ever see the statue of liberty again he said cheer up george i will send the order soon so they fired another very light and there they were one hundred yards from where i was stationed all was quiet we kept still as mice then suddenly a big red rocket went up which called for an artillery barrage and i heard the shells of our artillery firing behind the germans so they could not go back to their own lines this was followed by two red rockets meaning direct fire from our own machine guns and then i yelled here's where the suicide club shines and opened up we gave them all the presents they wanted my machine gun was red hot and my hands were burning but i didn't mind that we were going to get them and give them what they deserved we gave them sweeping fire and mowed them down like grass daylight came and there were the prussian guards in big piles dead and wounded we certainly did catch them in a trap that morning I went to the dugout, and we boys sat around on bundles of straw and sang some songs and told stories and jokes. When the mailman would come around with the letters from home, we would gather around him and listen for our names to be called. The boys that got letters from their dear mothers had smiles on their faces and were happy, knowing their mothers were thinking of them and those that didn't get letters were sad and disgusted 
and would have tears rolling down their cheeks. We stayed on that front two months. Christmas was on its way, and we went back for a rest. At Christmas time, all the boys gave ten francs, two dollars U.S. money, to give the little children of France a real American Christmas. After six days of preparation, we went to the Salvation Army hut and had a big entertainment. Elsie Janus was the chief entertainer. After the entertainment was over, we all returned to bed. The next day the church bells rang out, and the little children ran about wild with joy. The Yankee soldiers gave the children candy, cakes, pies, and other little presents, and they could not get over it, as they never had a Christmas like that before. Editor's Note the simple pathos of this story so appealed to me that knowing no words of mine could so vividly depict the feelings of this hero, I have given it to the readers of the book without revision. I simply desire to add that the action which he describes in the above story was the first of the great war participated in by American troops. H.L.F. End of chapter 10